Hello, this is Black Country Blokes Tune the Fat. Listen, listen, listen. I've been hearing a lot lately about men don't talk. But in my experience, men do talk, just people aren't listening. So it's going to be me and a group of blokes discussing our struggles and victories through life. Warning, there may be some bad language, so apologies to all the mums, especially my own. Let's get going. Listen, listen. I've been here, this is the Black Country Blokes, chewing the fact that everything is mental health, depression, disability, and life in general. Here with me, Kev Dillon, and my partner as always, Lee Cadman. And today we're joined again by Vicky. Now, Vicky, come on to our radio show on Black Country Extra. But it's the first time we've been to the studio. So thank you, Vicky, for coming. Thank You've you. You've been before, you. actually, haven't you? We had to kick you out. <laughs> oh, the internet went down, didn't <laughs> the internet it? went down, yeah. <laughs> and Vicky's a dietitian, and she's going to be telling us all about uh, New Year's diets and not getting involved in fatty diets and sometimes the attachment be positive or negative with food. But before we do that, we're going to do, as we always do, our gratitude list. Now, today, because it's health week, so I went into my little girl's primary school. Me, Dad, and one of my coaches, Josh, and it was great being around the Littlands and seeing my daughter in her element at school and seeing her little friends. It's, oh, you're, you're Jasmine's daddy. And it was great, you know, being there and playing games and giving our little gems of wisdom, saying about like, why you shouldn't, you know, why you enjoy everything, enjoy sports and get into sport. And I walked in and said, we have two rules um, here and we have two rules at the boxing club good manners and um, no bullies because nothing worse than a bully and someone has got bad manners and want the kid put his hand up and said I'll get bullied and my heart sank and we say well it's cruel you shouldn't be getting bullied and what do we do if you see someone getting bullied I went oh you stop them and that doesn't mean you've got to go have a fight it just means come over I'll be your friend and come and sit by me and you can have your dinner and getting the kids to talk about feelings and hearing it from a big tough boxing coach go well it's, it's not very nice is it to be cruel and kindness, we want to be contagious. And do we don't understand what contagious means? Yes. And just explaining, being kind and nice. And that, it's lovely doing that at baby's levels up to adult levels. So I'm grateful to giving a bit of knowledge to the kids, hey, about boxing and about kindness and just being nice. What are you grateful for? Oh, we, we have a new PA who's working out brilliantly. So I'm going to mention Mandy. Thank you very much. She's on the, just sort of the second week now and uh, it's going really well. Um, and it's great to see someone interacting with with Keller and and becoming part of our family. And Vic, what are you grateful for? I'm grateful for I'm grateful for a, a, a healthy heart on 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 the heart day of Valentine's Day. Right. One I got one. Yeah, I know I did get a card. Patron <laughs> <laughs> saint of epilepsy as well. Saint Valentine's. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. So I was just thinking they were on about us watching a bit of the morning TV um this morning on uh, and uh they're talking about having a healthy heart and i was thinking actually sometimes you know just a nice thing to be grateful for you know what i mean just kind of and then in my job i speak to a lot of people with heart related issues or um you know kind of high cholesterol i'm thinking i'm i'm grateful for a healthy heart today <laughs> well we said that like sometimes like, i'm grateful what have i got to be grateful for what have i been thinking you're alive mm. you're well mm. You can breathe and you can sit upright, you can breathe, you can sh- and it's what I got to the toilet, it flushes, I can go to the toilet when I want to go to the toilet, and you go, Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. Any of those things get taken away. It's amazing how miserable your life can be. Mm. So being grateful, having a good heart, being grateful for all these little things, and life might be tough, but it could always be a lot worse than it is right now. Mm. So be grateful for what you do have. Mm. So you can tell us mm. what your actual job role is. My actual job. So I am a primary care network dietitian. And what that means is that my role is in supporting GP surgeries. So in community. So my community I look after is Dudley um, and Netherton in, in the, here in the black country. Um, and um, it's, it's, it's helping really for people to access sort of nutrition useful and and easy simple to understand nutrition information that helps to support I guess different illnesses um prevent 
illnesses or kind of issues related to diet. So they can be anything that ranges from sort of, um, you know, sort of bowel related things, or it could be sort of celiac disease, or which is an, um, so people have to follow a gluten free diet. It could be people who are um, losing weight, perhaps unintentionally, so um, perhaps at risk of malnutrition, um, and also supporting people who might be above an ideal weight um, to, to lose weight to help them to um, reduce the risks of related problems like heart disease. So that health, going back to that healthy heart, diabetes um, and some cancers as well. Come last time you're on the bagger, but we're talking about how high malnutrition is yeah so a lot of people will so you know malnutrition disease related malnutrition so that's um where people are more at risk of becoming malnourished and that could be because they've got um cancer or um uh, copd so a respiratory condition that puts them more at risk of being underweight um it could be sort of uh, um swallowing difficulties a whole manner of things that put people at risk of being um undernourished i guess not meeting what they need for their um physical requirements um but of course at the moment we also know that another cause could be access to food, financial worries, um, lack of finances, or perhaps, um, yeah, even sort of mobility, I guess, as well, of getting the shopping, preparing food, uh, facilities to prepare food. So, I mean, when you've got a health condition, or you like an Alzheimer's and maybe you forgot to eat or you forgot to drink, that is bloody terrible. When it's an illness, a disease, a curse. Yeah. When buggers in the United Kingdom can't afford to eat mm. that's just madness isn't it it is it you is when people and we all know it's like it's cheaper to buy six bags of crisps than it's to buy one bag of crisps a bag of crisps <laughs> is like a pound you go oh but i can have six for one pound fifty so you buy six you eat six or a bag of chips is cheaper than bloody some vegetables mm. it's gone mad hasn't it it has and when we're feeding and when we had um julian from the food bank you'll feed someone anything to fill their tummies and sometimes it doesn't matter if it's unhealthy you want their little tummies being fed don't you yeah and in an ideal world if we can eat better food and we can afford it we will do it but sometimes it's the cost isn't it and that, that's mm. so crappy and cruel isn't it it is it's almost like we're saying sometimes i think it's like a massive divide when it comes to to cost because I guess it's I sometimes think well it's no coincidence that when you go into more deprived areas mm. um there is often much fewer opportunities to purchase healthy food mm. so if you've got a shop that's not stocking a lot of fresh produce economics would often say that shop's going to charge you a lot more for, for for it for that product you know so even my budgings at the end of my road is will charge you know this i just noticed this the other day so i've got this figure on the top of my head but it was one pound 30 for an iceberg lettuce that you know i wanted to make some wraps at home now in the supermarket that's only about 45 50p and so you just if you live on uh a, within a housing area that doesn't have um a large supermarket or a, or a market perhaps mm. even um or you don't have the ability to get to your local your local place um it can make it really challenging so you can understand whereas you've got a f couple of freezers mm. that might have a couple pizzas burgers you know some of the things that we know are you know ultra processed which is a kind of buzzword doing around um at the moment and also high in fats and likely to be um you know not not part of a healthy balanced diet so i do sometimes think you know we put a lot of responsibility on an individual to make better choices but there is also a collective responsibility of like people who plan plan housing and people who plan how many fast food establishments there are in a certain area because most of us um will ch make choices based on cues won't we mm -hmm. a cue do i you know we might oh i can smell something oh i'm hungry oh what is it 
oh, I love it, you know, be it whatever, chip shop, kebab shop or pizza or... Um, sausage roll, hot sausage, sausage roll, oh, yeah. you know I mean? Sausage. It's fast and easy. Absolutely. So we, if we are, are constantly um, subjected to those types of cues, it, it's common it's it's going to result in more of uh making the wrong choices like that mm. that's so sometimes i do you know there i think that the responsibility there's a lot of responsibility like in um you know in kind of how much of this food is available but of course there aren't that many there aren't i think there were i think there are rules now around how many fast food outlets there can be as close to schools but I don't know whether that's just advisory or whether it's actually um, a rule. But it does make you think when you go to um, more the more deprived areas, why is it takeaway after takeaway after takeaway after takeaway after takeaway? Very few shops selling fresh produce. Um, and then you go to a more affluent area maybe and there's delis and Big, fresh and food just coffee shops and coffee which are shops. also happening for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I yeah. think... You know, I don't, it, it is really, it is really challenging, isn't it? And then also going back to food education as well, cooking, cooking skills and mm. time, you know. I think it's also education of labels because you go to some supermarkets and you'll see a, sal oh, a salad there. That's the healthy yeah. option. Yeah. Yeah. You stop and read the sources in it and realise actually yeah, well, that's not healthy. Because if you're having a McDonald's, you know it's unhealthy. Yeah. Well, you go, I'm on a diet. Uh, pasta, pasta's good for you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I'll have a pasta and a bit of salad. And, you go, oh, I'm and as you say, until you educate it or you look at it, and you go, bloody hell, that's got as much sugar in it. Is it? Mm. And that's when it's cruel. And like we said this last time on the radio, on a can of pop, instead of going, it's got 2.5 sugar, put a line saying, this is how much sugar is in the can, or... This is how many tablespoons of sugar is in it. If you yeah, put it make in it relatable. layman's terms, mm. but you you come up with a good tip on that last time. Was it 100 grams of... Oh, yeah. You tried to explain it to me. Do you want to explain it again? Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. You're right. Food label. I mean, where do, uh, you know, I'm not, I certainly didn't do food label when I was at school, but then I'm not sure how, um, you know how much foods were labelled then, if you get what I mean. Obviously, yeah. we've got the traffic light system now, which is a system on the front of the packet, um, which, again, is advisory. It's not man it's not mandatory um, for um, food companies to, to put that on. Um, and obviously, they use the red, green and, and amber to, to show kind of the, the more the foods that are higher in fats, higher in sugar, higher in saturated fat and high in salt. Mm um but there's also some shifty work going on around that because you look and it'll say per half a pack and you think well who's going to eat half a pack you mm. know so i always suggest that we flip over the label and look per 100 grams because 100 grams is like looking at 100 percent, and anybody who's not into maths just goes right i'm off i'm switched off now but if you think about a hundred, I think about that being the whole of something. Mm. So if it says it's 50 grams, it's half. Mm. And if it says it's 25, it's a quarter. Mm. So if this item, whether I take in full a spoonful or a plateful, it's 25 or 50 percent high fat, high sugar. And we can think, do I want to eat a product that's a quarter sugar or a quarter fat or a quarter salt, whatever it might be? And it's just it's just a, a good way of thinking, a way of looking at. There are guidelines around what is a high fat product and what is a high sugar product. And um, a great place, if anybody wants to look at that um, information, is British Heart Foundation. I'm going, I keep coming back to the heart today, actually. <laughs> British Heart Foundation have got um, some great stuff on their website. Um, and you can also order like leaflets um, as well that's got almost like a, a thing you put in your purse, you know, that you can look at what high, high fat, high sugar um, products is. And I think in other countries, they've got something similar as well to give you a guide. And Although it takes a bit of familiarising yourself with, I think we have to be our own detective. Mm. We can't rely on food manufacturing companies to police their own products. You yeah. know, I think a lot of that, it's the same with um, a lot of restaurants now have to put calories 
to each meal. They do. But even that's kind of deceiving because you can have, if you're not clued up, you can have a meal that's 300 calories. But what does that really mean? Is that 300 good calories or is that just 300 calories of a chocolate bar? Yeah. You know, it's... So we're not... So, yeah, you're right. We're focusing, aren't we, on the energy content of yeah. the food. So um, so I think that if an establishment's got more than... I, th I can't... Again, I should remember. But I think it's 50 or... Might be 200, might be 50. That's quite a big difference. But it's, <laughs> on, it's only the big organisations that have to do it anyway. Everybody. Um, by but everybody else it's just recommended mm. so like you say first of all you'd need to know well what are the recommended guidelines for um uh, uh for adults to have every day um so you'd need to be able to think about that wouldn't you and you also need to again have a fairly good understanding of of maths to be able to say okay well as a woman i'm recommended to have 2000 calories a day so if this meal is a thousand that is you know half my calories and although that you know that's not it's not always that easy and it's definitely not always that easy for everybody to be able to kind of make that you know, connection. A lot of people, when they see numbers, they, they switch mm. off. So, but it's better than not having it, isn't it? Oh, there's a debate. I was reading um, someone on Twitter who had um, an eating disorder, mm. and actually, they you can never you're never going to please everyone by having it, but they struggle with having those on there, yeah. and it kind of made them eat less yeah. because there's a worry around taking a calorie in. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, there is an argument for, and I've seen some of those kind of discussions as well, and you can't help, but, you know, obviously there is, you know, absolute, you'd understand why that can be, be difficult. So, and I, I get what you said, just going back to a minute, minute ago about, you know, is it helping to nudge our behaviour? And I've seen some research recently to say it makes no difference to people's choices. Well, I think if you're going to the, if you think of, like you say, it's it's someone with a big organisation, you kind of know if you're going to McDonald's, it's unhealthy, like Kev said. So would you change your ways because it's got a calorie count on there? Yeah. I don't think I would. I know I'm going somewhere I'm going to eat probably too much and too much of bad stuff. I'm going to go to the chip shop and I have a kebab. Say, do you want salad? Want, I'm having a kebab. No, I don't want salad. I'll pick the unhealthy option. <laughs> I, I think as well, I think we do need, I think what I, what one, one thing I like about that, about the the having energy on is it it does open some some people are surprised but like what you said earlier about when you pick up a salad it's a caesar salad and you go my gosh it's the same as having you know what um yeah. you know something that you might have thought had been unhealthy so i like the fact that we're moving towards the concept that mm. we can get uh education around what food contains but we aren't just looking at energy mm. are we we're talking about if we're thinking about all of the other um nudges that we need to make to to head towards a more balanced diet like you say we want to know about whether you know how much um fruits and vegetables are in might be in it we might want to know um some people are interested in where it's actually been you know sourced from for instance or we might want to there's so much more information we might want to know um, the sort of fat content of it or... Um... Uh, sorry, to, but I do, I mean, the, I know a lot of people with dietitians have the ideal plate of food, don't they? And I can't remember the figures now, but you have a quarter protein, a quarter of this, and then half of it veg or salad. And I think that would kind of be better on the packaging. So, something visual going, well, actually, this contains this much. And then you go, well, the salad part of it's not as big as the... Yeah. The... the car part so yeah. that should be the other way and you look yeah. and go that's unhealthy yeah absolutely so that's the, the 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 plate that you're talking about is the eat well guide which i recommend anybody who's interested in making movements towards and i keep saying this movement towards because i tell everybody i'm yet to meet anybody who's got a perfect diet and i don't think i ever will and um and i certainly haven't and and um you know i think it's about moving towards that so if you're a million miles away from that right now from eating sort of that like you say the the large portion of our foods from um, whole grains um, and, and, and starch and then the other sort of large part from vegetables and fruits and salads and then a small part from protein and a small part from dairy or dairy alternatives and even a small part of healthy fats, then you 
you know, it helps to think, well, we've got a lot of, you know, there's places we can start from, small changes. On the Eat Well Guide, the um, the foods high in fats and sugars that we've just been referencing, the kebab, the McDonald's, the fish and chips, the, um, um, you know, caramel shot in your latte, those types of things. We don't really, I guess, see them as nutritious because, because they then they're, they're high in fat, they're high in sugar. They contribute towards um, a diet that is putting us more at risk of of of, of, sort of diabetes and heart disease. So they're not even on that plate. But I think it's fair to say that a lot of us would would you know may include those those foods quite frequently. So it, by familiarising ourselves with something like the Eat Well Guide, and again, different countries have different versions of, of of that guide but they all pretty much operate on the same um theory that 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 by having that balanced diet we get all of the nutrition that we need we get the energy we need we get the protein building blocks that we need we get the healthy fats that we need we get the calcium we need for our bones we get the fluid we need we get the fiber we need for healthy bowels um and we also get the variety we also get the variety but we don't need to have that. We don't need to be perfect at that. Mm. You know, there's a place for the foods high in fats and sugars. We just need to make them less often and less frequent. As you said, it's the small changes. And you, you were saying about what can make you change. Yeah. On my health geek, like most of us, had, I had the flu over Christmas and it was triggering my panic attacks. I couldn't breathe and I, it was urging me to move. And I, I thought, I'm, I'm, I don't want to die yet. So I thought, so I've cut the booze out. I've had no takeaways. And I'm saying I'm never going to drink. We're going away this weekend. We're going to have a bloody good drink. We're going to have a real good laugh as a treat. I haven't had a takeaway, but I've been training five days a week. And then on the weekend, we're going out for walks. And I've got my wife and my daughter, a Fitbit. She wore a Fitbit because a friend. But it's encouraging her to move. And I've told my wife, because we're all trying to lose a bit of weight and everything. And I said, just type in the calories. Because then you think about... Do I really want that, Bicky? Do I? Re- and it, it's a conscious. And you go, you know what? I want the bit. I want ten biscuits. Great, treat yourself. But it's making that conscious decision, then, isn't it? Or bloody, hell, I've been on the running machine for ten minutes, and I've only burnt off seven calories. It's always depressing, isn't it? Going on the running machine, seeing that. It, it's making you think. Then, do I want another can of coke? Mm. Do I want a pudding? Yes. You know what? I've had a bad. I'll have one. Mm. And it's it, it's changing our man. And I always think it takes lots of little changes, not one big change. One big change can easily be unchanged. Mm-hmm. But if I make a series of small changes, as you were saying before we come on, yeah. those little things make a big difference, don't and they? And it doesn't matter as much if you drop one of those small no, changes. It's about, I think I'm reading this fantastic book at the moment, which is, I think it's in like the best sellers at the moment. It's called Atomic Habits by, mm. and, and I find that I just found, find even the title encouraging because it's like the atomic habits, the smallest changes. Um, and it really resonates um, with me as a person, but also with the people that I talk to on a daily basis that we often look at um where we want to get to we look at the goal i want to be two stone lighter mm. i want to be fit and you know i want i want to be able to run a marathon i want to be able to you know they're massive goals and it's not saying that they're not achievable goals either but it's the goal is great and as encouraging and motivational but it ain't going to get you there to say that that's what you want to do mm. what's going to get there is the actions and i think for a lot of people will recognize that if we go big with those actions we they're unrealistic mm. they're not going to happen we talked about the smart goals didn't we when we when we spoke before i remember just remembered that if we you know we 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 think about i'm not, not going to that's it i'm not having any sugar i'm never having any, boo- any booze again i'm mm. gonna you know that they're hard to sustain mm. they're very very hard to sustain which then leads to disappointment which Mm. then leads to the head going down which then leads to negative um, reinforcement that you know we're useless we can't do it it's impossible Mm. and it's and so I often remind people about you know the cumulative effect of small changes Mm. so um, small habit changes that then add up to eventually over time um, 
a reduction, perhaps, uh, you know, an improvement in our overall diet or improvement in our the amount that we're moving. And it allows us to be a little bit more positive about ourselves as well, that we're moving in the right direction. We might take a step back now and again, but the direction we're moving in is to nourish ourselves and to, to, to move more. Um, and I find that that it's really interesting how different people go about doing that as well because we often think because we say it it's going to happen okay I'm going to eat less biscuits I'm going to have less takeaways I'm going to go to the gym but again it's, it's not going to make it happen so I've been working a lot of trying to um think about how we almost trip ourselves up you know how we almost like you know what what can we do to to kind of change what we're doing even things like you know setting alarms you know setting alarms to until we get used to getting into a certain behavior so it might be an alarm at 10 30 so and pop out for a you know pop out for a walk or um you know it might be an alarm that goes off when you walk in the door when you normally open the fridge straight away to mm -hmm. say take the dog out rather than open the fridge you know what little things and in in that book they talk about um this really interesting thing of, of stacking your habits so if you've got a good habit already i brush my teeth you know brush my teeth twice a day quite a good habit been installed for quite a long time um think tack tack your other healthy habit on onto that so, so drink a glass of water after you've done your absolutely thing. you know um do do some stretching you know stretch your legs while you're doing that or perhaps with your while you're brushing your hand you want to do some sort of like motion bicycle and it becomes the thing if you all if you stack it onto a good habit it becomes something and i love that i love the concept of it that it's it's really challenging yourself not to get to your goal right I want to get you know i want to get massive biceps or whatever you know it, it's challenging yourself to just do an action and enjoy it and make it small but make them count and it's a bit intuitive it's just because sort of like the first month you cruise off so you're naturally high off it aren't you going i'm smashing it yeah i feel better <laughs> like the first couple of weeks off the boot so you're not sleeping well but then all of a sudden you start sleeping brilliant yeah. and you're waking up not hungover and you're going i'm bloody enjoying this you know and then the novelty wears off and you think well i've jump on the scales i haven't had a takeaway in a month i've been to have lost at least five stone i've put a k on and you go but then you think but your body's changing your shirts but it's easy then to go sod it yeah back but then you go this is when the universe is going to test me mm -hmm. this is when all my positive will is going to be tested on the other side of this is when the change is going to happen so as i said to you off it i did measurements I'm around about the same weight, but I've lost two to three inches off my stomach. And you go, bloody hell, that's where I want to lose it. And I've put on uh, almost an inch around my arm. And you go, but we can even fix it on the scale or the actual actions. And then you go, well, you know what? I'm waking up with a baby. And I've got energy. I'm having my brekkie. I've never had brekkie. So I get the baby ready. I'm doing this. I'll get a piece of toast. I eat the toast before we leave. Never had breakfast. But it makes you hungry in the day. And then you focus on your food. I'm eating a very high pro But it's, as you say, little changes. I come back from work and normally I'd go in, sit there, watch the Big Bang. Oh, I'm a bit tired. I'll have a little bit of a snooze. Now I'll put my music on in the kitchen and I'll do Potter. Yeah. Start, but it's those little changes yeah. that are making the differences. And what do you do to remind yourself of all of those? Like, because there was like a tirade of positivities there, but they kind of, I don't know about you, but they we forget about them. I don't know whether you have any like things that you do to like remember all of these that you keep to remember all of these positive things that you do. Do you check in every day? Is that how you do I it? I do want my gratitude lists yeah. and stuff like that. And I just go like, I, what I also do through doing this and through my life and everything. The other day I woke up, um, uh, my phone was playing up and I knocked my toe and something went off and it. And I went to go down the spiral. I haven't lost my way to do it. And I went, stop it yourself, git. Your phone will get fixed. And I just had to remind myself of all the things that were going right. Oh. And then I went, well, come come up here. And someone told me some heartbreak and something about his kid. And I thought, you're moaning about WhatsApp going off your phone. He's got real problems. And by me sitting here talking, he feels better. Yeah. You know what I mean? I thought, it ain't all doom and gloom. No, that's it. And then the weight will come off that's it i am doing more weight i but i'm feeling bit and it's reminding yourself 
about it. Yeah. But, but what was interesting there, what I sometimes hear as well, is like, is st like the things that you mentioned about your energy and, you know, your, be your better food choices, your improvements in your physique and your physical health. Like, that's why you want to, why, why you would kind of, I guess, set out on this mission to lose weight. Yeah, and to so, be healthy for the, my, young, my, my daughter. Yeah. So it's almost like interesting, isn't it? Of like that that the weight, the scales, that we still hold them. Like I think it's like a conditioning mm. thing that we still hold them as this um, as this meter of of evidence. You know, mm. like oh well, it doesn't matter because I've got all of this stuff. But all that stuff was what you were doing it for yeah. in the first place. Yeah. So actually, the weight scale number. It's so irrelevant. Mm -hmm. It's so irrelevant because you are already achieving what you set out to do. But you feel like this little scales genie it's is going, rare. well yeah. done, old pal, you've yeah. done it. When, when, when actually, well, it's a measure. It's the, the thing is about it. It's something that you can see is changing. Yeah. Physically, look down and go, well, that number's gone down or that number's gone up. Yeah, so I must be doing well or bad. Yeah. We need yeah. a scale for mental health, don't yeah. we? Yeah, um, that's the one. Should we get a scale, mm. like invent a scale that you stand on every day and it kind of like, you know, gives you a scale but of like have, where you are. We've, we've spoke about this before, though, and we Kev, how often do you stop and think about how you're feeling? I mean, actually think about how you're mm. feeling. Not waking up and going, well, I feel great. You don't wake up and go, I feel great today. You wake up and you get going. What are Instead of stopping and thinking, actually, yeah. I do feel good today. What are because you did, we did this at Christmas. We go like, oh, it's been one of them years. It was a Christmas. We have a new drink on my birthday. Oh, it's been one of them years. Well, actually, old pal. Oh, and... You've you've passed your level one. You've done this. You had your first bet. You did, 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 did. And we went through it, and it went. You're right. It's been a pretty good year, hasn't it? But it's so easy to go. Oh, and it been shit. Yeah. Um, we go. Well, actually, boom, 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 boom. And you go. Yeah, when you break it down, it's. Yeah. But we have to do that. Yeah, you have to stop and with ourselves and yeah. give ourselves. Have I won a world title now? Am I a millionaire now? Have I? Nah, I'm still yeah. going. I'm, I'm an happy chappy. Yeah. My daughter's grown up. My wife's happy. I love her. I love him. I've got people in my life that I love. I've, I've got things I can aim for. I, I am getting better. And you go, you know what? It yeah. could be a lot worse. In fact, it's bloody marvellous. It's all right, isn't it? And <laughs> yeah. that's what, yeah, that's what I try and encourage people to do with their diet changes as well, is just be thinking, you know, seeing it as, as what actions have you done so even keeping like as you know go a bit like a reward chart that we might do with kids but just something yeah. like at the end of the night that you might go actually um i've gone from eating no portions of fruits and vegetables to mm. having two today that is mm. a massive improvement that is a good improvement and that's what i'm you know and that's what i'm proud so it's just like you say it's taking like joy in the act taking joy and it from the action not the goal mm. because the goal will always follow if you're like we're not ever going to get any results if we don't change anything but if we so it's the, it's almost like the changes that we should be um holding up in this like high regard and not the the weight genie who wants to yeah. I swear, but you know, piss on our parade. <laughs> <laughs> did you feel good? <laughs> it did make me feel good. Yeah, it is. It what, is. You said, what you were saying off there earlier, it's about like how our body gets used to only to a certain amount of calories, and then when we move back up to where we were. Do you know what yeah, I'm on? Yeah, about? yeah, yeah. Could you explain that? I can, people, yeah. Please? Could you explain it so well earlier? <laughs> so, so a lot of people, so I see, um, uh, I have, it's having the past done a lot of like work in, in weight management, and people have said, well, often at the beginning, we'll say, if people who, who here has lost weight, and near enough, always people will put their hand up because these are the people who might have done different diets, different restrictions, different eliminations, or gone how to leather at the gym, and they've lost um, a significant amount of weight. And then I'll ask, which one of you's put that weight on and more and near enough every single same hand goes up and um always like to kind of explain how um the body really does kind of galvanize a bit of a um a, an attack on us once we've lost weight so if we are losing weight quite quickly um when i say quickly as a dietitian we usually recommend like uh, one to two pounds a week or half to one kilogram a week now again we kind of say that 
but I would still encourage people to not weigh themselves and think about what they're doing to to to, to make changes. But I'll come back to that. Um, so what we talk about is when people have lost weight, the body will um, think of it as 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 you know a bit of a weak link. Really, you're on your way out, matey. Like you're the you're not you're survival not survival of the fittest. We want to keep you at the weight that you are. And like we were saying earlier, it might go back. It probably goes back to our ancestry of where we didn't have an abundance of food. We had to go out and search for our food and really work hard for it. You know, now I'll just pop up the ASDA. Um, it's not quite the same, but our bodies haven't adapted. So if we're losing weight quite quickly, it does three things it one um um sort of changes our metabolism so that we need a lot less energy it preserves the energy we're given it to do daily activities of movement and and whatever you know thinking all the stuff the body does all day that uses energy so it down regulates that we need less then it also upregulates our appetite. So the hormones involved in regulating appetite, it increases them. So we have a desire to eat more. So we're trying to lose weight. We've lost a lot of weight. And now the body is making us more hungry than we were before. And then the third thing is it down regulates like our, our little movements, the movements that we make. I mean, I'm a fidgeter. You've probably noticed I sit here moving all the time. But when you're ill, you've got a cold and you feel flawed, you're on the sofa and you really, really don't move. And that's a your body's way of preserving energy and kind of resting. And your body does that when you lose weight really quickly also. So your metabolism's changed and you need a lot less. You're more hungry and then you're general movement has declined. So it is so much easier to regain that weight. So a lot of people experience a plateau. They don't, I'm doing all of this. I'm not eating, you know, I'm doing all of this. I'm exercising, I'm, eating, I'm hardly, you know, hardly eating anything at all. I've cut right back, but yeah, I'm not losing any more weight. And then, you know, you start to, the habits start to creep mm. in because they're not really well formed. We've, we've, we've gone on a quick fix. We've done, you know, shake diet or cabbage diet or something extreme. Um, and we, our, 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 our behaviors kind of get, go back. We start to exercise less and we start to, uh, sneak in the odd McDonald's or kebab and the body now is wants all of those kind of, you know, it wants to basically go back to the weight it was. Mm -hmm. And so it's really easy to get back to that weight and then gain weight because of those mechanisms. And you were saying something about the, the fat cells. Was it one of you who was saying about, about storing fat cells? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I always thought that when you gain weight that you're gaining more fat cells. But that's not the case. It's that the fat cells you have are getting fatter. Yeah. Right? So I tell I, I I I'm trying to think of the exact science. But my understanding is that once fat cells like um tissues, like the tissue that are fat made up of fat cells, they want to remain fat cells. Mm. So it's again that's really easy to to regain weight because of cell memory of what they were utilized for. So it's so being overweight makes you predisposition to being overweight again you know mm. so it's really very easy and a lot of people have found that if they've done yo-yo dieting so often i'll ask people tell me about weight loss history and there'll have been a history of lost you know lost a stone gained two stone lost a stone gained three stone you know there'll be a lot of that and that will have an impact and does make you predispositioned um to to kind of it much more likely to be able to to regain that weight and that's why a lot a good diet if you like the word's been hijacked a little bit hasn't it because diet just is what you eat but a good program let's say towards long-term weight loss is about making the types of changes that you want to do for the future mm. because if it's a quick fix all of those things we just spoke about they inevitably are going to make you put weight back on so if we think about the small changes that we can make that we want to do long term and we're going to build on them you know it's very unlikely we're going to be someone who never consumes sugar ever mm. it's highly unlikely that we're never gonna you know eat a food high in fat, fats mm. and sugars it, you know and also 
it's you know doesn't do much for your mental health or your quality of life to restrict like that so i think it's about you know how can i increase activity where and if you wherever base level you are now we've got some room for improvement and that improvement just needs to be really small and if we lose weight if we by 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 these fantastic actions that we should be you know kind of aiming for because we've changed a habit and that habit is the thing we do most of the time it's a we're likely to keep that weight off long term and we're likely to maintain maintain that maintain that healthy weight to fall back on habits don't we either good habits mm. exercise good food eating regular or bad habits your booze your drugs your bad food whatever and it's but we naturally fall onto habits when we're vulnerable mm. or when we're desperate or when we've like when you're feeling poorly mm. you know what i mean <laughs> you know you, you should go oh i'll have a vegetable smoothie but you go oh get some bickies yeah. get some haribos yeah. because you just want comfort don't you but yeah. it's all right i've i've indulged i feel yucky i feel poorly but now i'm feeling better so let's prevent ourselves from feeling poorly again mm. And allow yourself some time to get under the blanket and have some ice cream. That's all right, isn't it? Because we're human beings. Exactly. But then go back to, all right, then I'm feeling... I'll tell you some of the best things I've felt after all my new things. off poorly and we're going to have a kimber. And I was like, I had a puff. And I was thinking, blow neck. I've always been a healthy bloke. But then I felt better because the flu, the virus had got me. But then doing this, and I was great. We were running about with the baby. And it was great. And you're thinking, that's the reward. Mm. I'm feeling healthy now. So when I'm feeling healthy, I'm feeling robust, let's do something with it. Mm. So the reward, that's an interesting thing, isn't it, about rewards? Like what are people's, you know, what's the motivation for doing it? Because if some, you have to have a, you know, I think you, you have to have a motivation, don't you? And I think sometimes it's about exploring that with somebody, isn't it? Like mm. if you've got kids or you want to run away, you know, you want to run around with kids or you've had a the dog the dog you've had a yeah. scare yeah. or you you know there's something that you want to be motivated for it helps doesn't it because mm -hmm. it, it you've got a reward at the end of it and i think it's important to have you know and i think focusing on you know like a lot of us do and i'm shredding for the wedding or um yeah. you know no carbs till marbs or whatever the, whatever yeah. the kind of phrases are but you know it's it's they're short-lived mm. um whereas you know health for our family um waking up in the morning feeling full of energy like their their habit their things their rewards that we want long term aren't they mm. it's uh, also putting positive habits into your daughter isn't it yeah it's your coffee yeah. what you do yeah that's it it's like when i packed in smoking because mm. it, it's always that thing it's like oh. an old saying well mom i'm smoking you hate seeing your parents smoke and it's i'll never smoke then you start smoking and it's yeah. and she's oh daddy can you stop smoking because at school daddy did you know if you smoke your lungs have got black and i don't need to die and then you think bloody hell, i don't want my daughter bullying about stuff like yeah. that and then but you, you'll never quit anything because someone wants you to mm. you have to one day and go I'm going to give it a bash yeah. and more likely you're going to you're going to balls up and you're going to relapse yeah and you'll do it again and you'll relapse and then all of a sudden you go longer without relapses yeah then all of a sudden you haven't relapsed yeah and that's with diet with drugs with any addiction with booze with anything you're probably hanging the balls up yeah i talk about that a, a lot as well like it's about this you know the cycle of changing something the cycle of, of forming habits you know it's it's you fall off it and yeah. you get back in and every time you go back you've learned something new you've learned something that's triggered you or that's um somebody that's you know kind of you know, you know or when i go to a lot of people are smoking isn't it if i go to the pub yeah. and i have a drink then i have a cigarette and it's like well it, you know what else could you know it's thinking about how can you change them we cues we were talking about cues a little bit earlier weren't we what is it that's that's making that habit stick and then you learn you go back go back into it and the same thing happens like you just said you each time you're getting some you're getting hopefully a little bit more insight into what's what's kind of creating that and sometimes it's like you know i've uh, i had a fag in three months and uh, i i had it i had a, i had one yesterday went, well that's one day that's one day in three months yeah about the almost three months and i went oh yeah I went so yeah. you've, you've done great how many were smoking before i smoked a 20 deck how many did you have? I had five, but 
five on one night and three mums. Yeah, I didn't do bad, so you know. <laughs> and he go, you're right. Just because yeah. I have smoked doesn't mean I've got to go back into being a smoker. Yeah. Because I've had a McDonald's or whatever, whatever your voice is, doesn't mean, oh, bloody hell. I've off the wagon, so that's it. I'm, I'm going crazy. Just go, it's happened. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Either yeah or that's crap. Yeah. Either either, it's happened. The past yeah. has happened. There's nothing else I can do, baby. Yeah. Move on forward from it. Absolutely. And again, it's that time to take away, isn't it? That self, especially around, well, for me, like around food of just like creating this, like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And creating these kind of bad food, good food is mm. like, it's just, well, there's, we are surrounded by food and, mm. and, and, and you know, we like we were talking earlier, we mentioned that word, like that ultra process that we're beginning to know it is quite, you know, can be quite damaging for health where food is kind of has no resemblance to the food mm. it originally started as. But, um, you know, if it's a case of it's it's just making better choices, isn't it? Mm. Bit bit by bit. And that. um undoing you know having 20 percent of the time making you know trying to not think of things of like this being bad this being good just like this is food that i'm eating i know it's not as nourishing for me it's not part of that eat well guide it's not going to bring much to it but it's one meal that i'm having this week and tomorrow i'll make up for it and have a little bit you know make sure i get back to that balanced way of eating and sometimes that is even like, like my wife like works in hr running around like headless chicken and some days on a dinner break should we go for a 10 minute walk? Because mm. you've got to fit bit on there. I've done my steps. And you see, and sometimes it's like, she, it's got to be 10,000 steps and we're there and she's jogging on the spot in the kitchen. I'm thinking, that's not being obsessed by the 10,000, but it's, I'm almost there. Yeah. And, you jog, and it's in that, not being obsessed and I'd hate for someone to be obsessed and I was worried about my daughter having it because I'm thinking, I don't know. But I'm thinking, it's showing her, let's be active. She hasn't got to live by, I've got to do more steps, but it's, mm. I've done it today, Daddy. Oh, great. Or I haven't done it today, Daddy. Never mind. Yeah, never mind. It's great. <laughs> never mind. And, and also it gives you that, it gives you that um, knowledge as well, isn't it? Especially because I don't remember having this when I was young, but that knowledge, like we, there are, you know, we do need to be aiming for something, you know, so the, you know, 30 minutes a day, whatever it is, I do the same. I got this um, same. I'm looking at my Fitbit. I've got my Fitbit. And I realise when I go to work, I can have a day where I'm sat, I'm sat down all day. I've got myself a standing desk, one that I can take yeah. to work. And I do the same. I stand and sometimes I just move. And I think I'm not, I've stopped doing it now to count the steps, but because what I've realised is it makes me feel more flexible yeah. because I've not sat down all day. My mm. posture feels better. I feel a bit better when I go home. I was going home feeling tired and now I feel less. So for me, the action of buying that standing desk has really helped. And how if you I, are sitting, you tend to slump, don't you? Yeah. You know, if you're standing up, you're standing up. You yeah. tend to be tall, but you do, you, you sit down and no matter what chair it is, you tend to be slumped and like all us now, we're, we're comfortable, yeah. yeah. But I, it's not an ideal no. position no, to be sitting. Organs are squenched, yeah, and yeah. we're all like this. And yeah. it's exactly. just, just put like once again in, in my time off work, put my CDs on. I, I love my CDs still, yeah. But I potter about, and then quit an album. We go, oh, I'll change it. So you're doing stuff, and because I'm in the kitchen pottering about, I do the washing up, and I'll, oh, a bit of mess. And you, 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 you just it's easy to do stuff when you're doing stuff, yeah. And I've noticed because I haven't been drinking. The bin bags for I'll take it out now. Mm. Whereas a lot of time you go, oh, okay. I'll, do, I'll do that later. Or there's a bit of recycling, oh, it's a bit wet, I'll do it like you just think I'm on my feet, I'm doing sod all, mm. let's just do it now. Yeah, don't procrastinate, just do it now. I've got my watch, just, just my steps as well. And I found I now aim for to get 2,000 steps before I get out the door. Yeah, but what a what a like in the morning before I drop the kids off, so that'll be just walking around the kitchen, whatever. But I've also realized now is. If you know you're going to have a lazy day, mm. don't put your watch on. Yeah. Because I'll stand there looking at you and you should be doing something. Should be doing, but actually, the rest is important, yeah. just as important yeah. as the exercise. Yeah. And that lovely yeah. Sundays, a smelly day we call them. Yeah. Where you just go, ah, it's a smelly day. <laughs> Every you know, day. You're, in your, you're in your gym jams. And it's, oh, you're going to have a wash. Now I'm having a smelly day. And it's some of the greatest days. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Just go, oh, I'm going to do sod all today. We're going to put a movie on. We're going to make some popcorn. We're going to have some gin. Because you know what? That's bloody great. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Isn't it just wonderful doing nothing sometimes with your loved ones? Yeah. But that's not going to be you forever. 
I, and it hasn't got to be rewarding. Once again, from being childhood, you've done well. I'm going to get you a bag of chips. Or you've done well. Have a Mars bar. We we taught that's a reward, isn't it? Yeah. The naughties. Yeah. And my daughter, you know, she, she obviously has treats and everything. I'm, I'm completely heartless. <laughs> <laughs> like she has pepper and she has fruit and sometimes when she's at a buffet or something, she still goes over because when she was little, she's always walked around eating pepper and eating it. It's created a habit. Yeah. It's they're not good foods. It's when you like them, so eat yeah. them. Yeah. And that's the thing I think is that we again it's societal and maybe you think back to like I don't know like even thinking about when a lot of this food wasn't available, it was okay for it to be a treat because it really was a treat because people yeah. couldn't afford it any you know people couldn't afford it or it wasn't actually even available. So yeah, you two liter you wouldn't be getting any more. So we, but we live in this abundance, don't we? Mm. So the treat food has just become the the norm, yeah. and it's. And so, and we've got this association, haven't we, of this bad and and good and and yeah, I think a lot of, I think, it doesn't always do a lot of good. And I try to try to say to people like maybe um, just taking the emphasis off it being a treat and mm. and often some um, sort of weight management kind of healthy lifestyle programs with with children who are above an ideal weight and we'll often ask them for what rewards they would like if they're working towards perhaps increasing activity or if we're asking them to uh, perhaps you know have an extra piece of um, fruit or salad or something with a with a meal whatever we might be doing and then and then they get the reward Nine times out of ten, when the kids are on their own, their reward is not a financial or a, or a food reward. It is a time reward with their parents. You know, yeah. a park. If you if you gave them a list, a lot of them would choose, depending on their age, of course. Yeah. Um, but a lot of them would choose a playtime, a, yeah. a, a something with their parent or another family member, um, and it would would often. And then the next thing would often be, you know, maybe a magazine or a book or something like that. Mm. But very rarely was it a food. Mm. But a parent sometimes the parent might might sometimes think that that is a reward. So we're just yeah trying to take away, and it's really hard because it's ingrained in us this thing around um, treats and good and bad and rewards and it just being like it's a nice thing to have you know it's an enjoyable thing to have we're it's human beings high, isn't it quick buzz bing sugar yeah we're, we're human beings we've got an in we've got a you know it's our our instincts to like these you know our taste buds like these foods and um and 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 rightly so they're delicious yeah. um but ultimately we don't need them that often you know and we're saying about exercise, like up here at the Lions Boxing Club, my home. Yeah. We did the beatboxing and we do free classes. And we started this after it was originally called the furlough, but now it's called beatboxing because we're beating depression, our beating anxiety together, beating loneliness. And we do it for free. And hopefully, we can get some grants coming in so we can. I've been doing this almost two years now for free. And we were saying, well, why aren't the government funding places like here, like dojos, like football, rugby? Ballet, whatever it is, to get people actually not just our kids, because we always think the children, the children, the children. They're better, you know, the grown-ups are going. I've either got time but no money, or I've got money no time. So if we could allow it to be like we do it for free in the daytime, so on the evening, I charge the kids two pound fifty. Adults, if they're not working, three pound, and adults, if they are, five pound. Try to keep it cheap so everyone can do it. If we get exercise and fitness and well-being as cheap as we can, yeah. then we see the benefits in the long run yeah. with the mental health, with the physical health, with the social health, yeah. with all aspects, because we've got community, we've got connections, you're saying, what's yeah. yeah, connection, that's it. I mean, we know that the power in the power of connections has like a fantastic um outcomes on health and and health risks and being connected in your community and often community people who work in the community not like as in paid community workers just people you know like yourselves who are in hubs of the community where they're trusted and respected mm -hmm. um um they're the power aren't they to helping change but you can't do it for free mm. you sure you've got you know you surely you've got bills to pay and a little kid that wants magazines and things like yeah, that yeah, you yeah. know so uh, you know I, I think like you say the investment around 
community-based activity and education sessions around healthy lifestyle. I think we need to change the stigma of, 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 of kind of people getting out of their homes. People, people, I think, probably are more anxious than ever, aren't they, to be mm-hmm. getting out of their homes when, exact, when it's exactly what, what they need. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know just talking about this local area, because obviously this is where I work and in Netherton and Dudley, they have got park and hubs and things like that where people can, can, can go to. But... And, and I'm, you know, the, the, you need familiar faces, don't you? And like you say, you need like um, real connectors, connectors in the community that help in connecting um, people with with some of these things and investment in um, things that are not just parks and leisure centres, but alternative things that people can come to, you know, um, different sports to try, different activities to try. Um, I, I think it's also around having a common goal. Like I often think about, um, like here, people who come here and do the sessions, they all have a common goal of wanting to get fitter, maybe wanting to box. Um, or like running clubs, you think, well, anyone can go running, what do you need a club for? But actually they have a common goal that they all want to run to get fitter, to get healthier. And it's easier to do when you've got people around you are also trying to achieve similar or the same things and I think just you talking about that just reminded me because I've just recently moved back to the Midlands and um, I don't know anybody around where I am and initially that was quite 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 a lovely novelty and then that (laughs) and then that soon wore off because actually I didn't feel connected and um, and I put a little post on the local area where I am in Wolverhampton and said you know does you know does anybody is there a running club and quite a few people got back going oh there's this the Harriers here and the Wolves could be here and they for me they all found felt too organized almost mm-hmm. a week later somebody put a, a post up and said um, me and my girlfriend have just moved to the area um, nothing official like but does anybody want to meet outside the pub the local pub and uh, we're going to go for a run we're going to go from a, a really easy 400 meter run and then if anybody wants to do a thousand you know a bit bit longer but when none of us are you know are fantastic runners we're just getting out there was and i've been going every week since yeah. for the past few weeks and it's a, what a lovely but and i went because well when i've really been running so i've not been going very far but also i wanted to i wanted to talk to somebody else in my area so that i mm. felt like i i knew other people and there's been all sorts of people come along and people who've just walked these walked around the but everyone goes back to this central place after each lap of what they've done just to check in and nobody kind of go you know so the idea is that everybody just checks in that they're you know so it's safe basically um and i didn't realize i needed it until i went and it's been brilliant and same similar kind of like the park run it doesn't matter your ability you're uh, you're just you're just getting out there meeting people and yeah and doing some exercise but how many times does that hold us back um well, I'm overweight. Mm. I'm unfit. And how many people to go like, oh, I'll, I'll go up the line, but I'm unfit. Go, well, are you going to get fit sitting on the settee, eating mm. a pie, drinking a can? Yeah. You come up there and people, most people don't pay any attention to it. They'll be polite, like up here anyway. Hey, dear mate, have you ever done anything before? No, no, no. And then you're left alone or they're encouraged. It's not going, oh, look at that fat, unfit git mm. over there. It's, come on, mate, let's, mm. I'll show you. And yeah. the fear of being teased the fear of looking like a plonker holds us back so much in life yeah. and often we go and we go you know what i've had to do that all my life and i've been so and i bloody loved it yeah. i'll be back next week yeah. and then if you miss a month you've got a job you've got poorly don't feel like you can't go back the next month because how many people i see and they go Pick, why did you stop coming well um i left it too long or i didn't mm, yeah and i go but I'm not offended. Yeah. If you say, I don't want to do it no more, I'm not offended. If you say, Kev, uh, I broke my leg or I, I fell in love or I, I'm not offended. Yeah. Come back when you're ready if you want to come back. Yeah. And most people in your running group, in all these groups, are like that, that we're not offended. Mm. Come back, don't let fear mm. and embarrassment and uncomfort stand in the way because mm. you might just enjoy it. It might just make your life a whole lot better. Well, this is why I think they ought to have a no filming policy in gyms, to be honest, because I see a lot on social media now of someone exercising, filming the the bigger person behind them and taking the mic out and posting it, and you're just going, you know, ultimately that that bloke's trying to improve his fitness or that lady, and you're here. 
Yeah, and if he didn't get to the gym, yeah. he's going to carry on being the way yeah. he is. He's going to carry that's, on being over. That's body That's a form but of bullying. You, you're seeing it more, aren't you? And I do. I just think they ought to ban cameras. What do you need? A, you're, you're working out. You're training. You mm. don't need to have a camera in front of you. Uh, and you get it kind of like just thinking about the eating and like people trying to like make those healthy choices. Like I think there's a, you know, I you can see it in you know circles. If I go out for a meal, you know, people will be like. Why are you having that? You know, someone who's trying to make a choice, like mm. not because they're trying to, like, I'm on a diet, but feel like they have to explain themselves to mm. what choices they make. Like, if everyone, let's say, is having a, a burger and chips or something, can they decide, actually, I quite fancy that chicken? You know, actually, what have I eaten today? This mm. might be the better choice for me today. But then there's like a lot of pressure that people make judgments on people. Mm. And a lot of it, sometimes I think it's, it's like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's almost like people are offended because they think that it makes them feel bad if bad. someone's made yeah. a better choice. Does that make sense? Mm. Like, oh, you're showing me up. Yeah, yeah. Well, why aren't you drinking? I'm not drinking. I'm, I'm, I'm an alcoholic or I don't want to drink. Yeah. Now go on. Go on. Now I don't want one. Now go. You never said that to a heroin addict? Go on, have yeah. one crank. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you'll be all right. You're off with me. And it's just like, if I've made the conscious, and quite frankly, if I want a dirty kebab or if I want a prawn, it's above you. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's my choice. I'm going to eat what I want. Yeah. So, and that, and that's how we've got to see, guys. Yeah. In everything. What's on my plate? Is it going to get you more full or more hungry? So leave them alone. Mm. You. Well, I used to be similar to that with my wife though, because she has the same meal every time. What are you eating that again? Why can't you try us? And really, what does it affect me either way? So I kind of change my attitude. Yeah. Why is it actually? You know what? Is that what if you want to eat the one that she's eating good or bad? It was you bet that every time we come here, you eat that. Well, you I know what? That. She likes it. Yeah. Am you? you, you because know I don't want to spend money and I go, oh, let's try this. I don't, I don't like. It. I'm now I've spent money and I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm consistent in life. I am. And I always just see that as my role as well. Like people thinking, oh, you know, I'm going to make judgments as a dietitian. I just think my job here is to make sure that people are given the, the you know, evidence-based information, like the right information to set you on the right track for whatever your goal is. So if it's to be more healthy, well, it wouldn't be to be less healthy, otherwise you wouldn't be good with a dietitian. <laughs> but, but, you know, if it's to be more healthy, then I can help to make sure that we'll be, you know, but ultimately it's your it's your choice it's your mm. motivation i might even you know see my job actually being partly to help to explore motivation yeah to help to explore what are the challenges i'm not just you know rather than just going well you really need to eat more fruits and vegetables <laughs> you need to be eating more that and stop eating so much you know that's not i, I yeah. you know that's not my job and i don't think it, any dietitian would would hopefully do that but you know it really is about supporting um people's you know goals how they're going to get there you know, exploring the motivations and their habits and signposting them in the right way with the right information. So, yeah, I think, like you say, people are just so, can be very judgmental and it's not helpful. Um, and I'm hearing that quite a lot with lots of political things at the moment about how other people might define themselves. And I find myself saying, does it affect me? Precisely. No. <laughs> then I'm really not bothered until it yeah. does. <laughs> And that's that is great advice because you do you can get there and you go, does it affect me? Yeah. No. And I think most of us want to live, let live, we're mostly good people. Mm. And that's what you've got to focus on. You can easily go down the rabbit hole of everyone's a bad and everyone's a wrong. Yeah. Primarily we're good. Yeah. And surround yourself with good people. What advice would you give someone? Last bit of advice on being healthier. I would say, um, oh, what advice would I give? Because you know the myth of do more, eat less. That is a myth, isn't it? Well, I guess, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think it's about taking evaluation and stock of what why it is that somebody might feel they're not they're not healthy in the first place. Mm. You know, and, and thinking about we know that we all need to move most you know if if somebody feels that they're not um getting regular exercise or, or they need to do more exercise mm -hmm. then thinking about places that they can access that are going to bring them joy to exercise mm -hmm. what hobbies might they have how do they want to move do they have you got a green space that they can access that's you know i think i think eating less is 
so oversimplified. Mm. It makes it sound so easy, doesn't it? But working towards a balance, a healthy, balanced diet is good. It, it, it will be good for our waistlines, perhaps, if, if that's what we need. But it is going to also give us the nutrition that we need for better thinking, better, you know, better heart, going back to that, lower cholesterol. It's going to, you know, so... And also there's, there's all this information about, you know, our immunity, especially since COVID and how a balanced diet and a, a varied diet can actually help our immunity. So I guess I would direct people to look at like kind of um, good recommendations, British Heart Foundation, Diabetes UK, the NHS, they've got good resources that help people to just make incremental small changes and if they've got health conditions then obviously see mm. their doctor maybe speak with the dietitian if they've got sort of specific requirements but I think it is about just pointing our noses I keep saying this phrase I don't know where I've got it from but pointing our noses in slightly the right direction and you'll arrive at a different destination you know and drink lots of water <laughs> lots of water stay hydrated have a cup of tea if that's what you want as well you know it's it's, it's about um enjoying our food environment but mm. enjoying it in a way that it's nourishing you as well and to people out there like gonna be able to go oh i just i just snack all the time if you have got to have a snack you know if you are like one of them and you've got to be picking and stuff what would you recommend would you recommend like Fruit, would well, you recommend nuts? And not like KP nuts, but like proper like walnuts or... Yeah, I mean, I would always say, so if someone says to me, they're always ravenous in between, like meals, you know, um, I would be thinking, what's your regular eat? Are you eating regularly? And are you eating the type of foods that are keeping you fuller for longer? So whole grains, brown rice, whole grain pasta, you know, uh, so things that have got the, the bran in it that keeps us fuller for longer. Protein can keep us fuller for longer. So I'd be looking at that first of all. And then if we're having a snack between meals, yeah, it's thinking about nourishing snacks. So something that's going to be, if, we, if it's around... Um, Keep maintaining or keeping a healthy weight it might be a, a, a something like a piece of fruit or some you mentioned earlier your your little nipper that loves the the peppers yes. snacks nuts if they're not salted um, or got honey glazed on them are a fantastic source of protein and healthy fats so it's thinking about something from that kind of eat well plate so a food that's not high in fats and sugar you know something it might be a yogurt um it might be you know even some a piece of cheese you know I sometimes might a snack, uh, I'll have a piece of cheese because one, I like it. Two, it's a source of calcium. Um, and and three, it's, you know, it, it's going to keep me feeling a little bit fuller, more so than if I just have a, have a Mars bar, basically. After all that, talk of food, I'm starving. Yeah. <laughs> Let's wrap up. What's the tea? <laughs> yeah. So have you got any quotes or sayings before we go? Oh, quotes or sayings, you've put me on the spot now. I'm going to have to think of one. <laughs> I don't know whether I have. I mean, I I, I think I, I'm just going to roll out the one that I was going to, I think I said last time, which is, you know, my favourite, everything in moderation, including moderation. Yeah. <laughs> well, Vic, thank you for ever so much for coming up here, especially on Valentine's Day. I'm sure you're beating all the lads over the stick. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it was chaos getting out of my house this morning. <laughs> I'll probably I'll probably have, you know, a nice, uh, a nice dinner set up for me when I get home. Um, or it might be uh, it might be a bowl of cereal and some milk. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> oh, it's lovely. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to come up, and we'll have you back on very Defo. soon. Defo, good. So, guys, I want you all to take care of yourselves and each other. So, to so, so, see each other next time. Tomorrow, listen, listen, listen. And that's a wrap for another show. But if there are any comments or messages that you would like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page and hopefully they can help you or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, ta-ra-ra-bit. Listen, listen, listen.